Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansoor. I'm joined, as always, by my in a great mood and full of life co-host, Alexander Volt. Say hello. For once, it's good to be back. <laughs> this is Every Album Ever, the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time, except for these EAE singles episodes where we cover one album at a time, uh, specifically a newer, more relevant one that just came out. And today, what are we talking about? We got a big one today. We're talking about the the new album by Metallica, 72 Seasons. Oh boy, big one, big boy, Metallica. Everybody in the world knows Metallica. They're the most famous metal band in existence. Uh, and we have a long, long storied history with this band. I'm sure it goes back way, 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 way back for you. Yeah, you probably beat me because you, you're a crazy person who's listening to heavy music since you're like a toddler. Yes, this was my first favorite band. Metallica is my first favorite band. Uh, I've been listening to Metallica longer than I've been able to read. Dang. So yeah, before starting starting school, I was listening uh, to Metallica. Yeah. So uh, I think they were all... <clears throat> That's not, I think Queen was my favorite band, but like Metallica was my favorite, like cool band. Oh, well, not that Queen's not cool, but Metallica was a lot cooler than Queen when you were a kid. Also, I like kind of fell out of favor with Queen, but like, yeah, still like love Metallica. So, no matter how famous they get and how, uh, was it Urban Outfitters they get with time, uh, I'll never stop loving them. Uh, truly one of the greatest bands in existence. Yeah. Yeah, five damn near flawless albums. So. Pretty much. And then the rest. <laughs> five the near rest. flawless albums. And here uh, at 72 Seasons, we have the rest. <laughs> Isn't it crazy that uh, at this point, uh, Robert Trujillo has been in the band longer than Jason Newstone? You said, oh shit. Which sounds fucking weird to say. Yeah, it, it's super weird. And we, we've talked, we briefly talked about this in the past, but like, uh, he always feels like the new guy. But no, I think they could have chosen no one better to join them than Robert Trujillo. Oh, he's great. He's amazing. He's, yeah. a, he's an amazing bass player, but he also like is the same kind of, uh, I don't know, hardcore drunk. <laughs> is <laughs> he? Like, not really, but like, uh, like I think one of the, uh, I heard somewhere that one of the, the, what do they call it? The, the, one of the hazing things that, yeah. he, that he went through was to stay up all night drinking with Lars and then wake up like super early the next day or something like that. They to were, see if he could hang. They were old men when they did that. Yeah. They were. At, I mean, and James was already sober or getting sober or yeah. something around and there. And then there were some relapses, but yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, so they've been, uh, this is the, the, this batch of Metallica albums starting with death magnetic. We don't count saying anger. No one counts saying anger, whatever. Uh, also, it, he didn't play on it. What? Oh, he didn't play. Well, he didn't yeah. play. Yeah, he didn't play on it. But also, like that was that's partly why I even said that. Like he also didn't play on it. But it's just this weird kind of thing where they tried a, a thing and it fucking didn't work and it stunk. And then then they went back to thrash. Mm -hmm. This is, in my opinion, a pretty basic average thrash album. I don't like it. You don't. I had a feeling you wouldn't like it. I have a fondness for, I mean, I love thrash in mm -hmm. general, even like the really bad thrash or like kind of generic and, you know, not too interesting thrash. I have a fondness for that too. Mm -hmm. uh, this has a lot of great moments, but a whole lot of just 
average as fuck riffs. I mean, it's chock full of average. It's it bummed me out a little bit. I think Metallica has some big big misses in their discography. Um, you know, Saint Anger and Lulu are albums to be talked Man, about. I forget about Lulu all I the time. Never forget because I thought it was the funniest thing ever. It is the funniest thing ever. I listened to the whole thing in one sitting, and I didn't even realize it was like two, like two disc. Yeah. Oh man, that's, that's <laughs> something. Oh my god. Um, so, anyways, those are like as low as you can get. Yeah. Um, and then like Death Magnetic and Hardwire to Self Destruction, Self Destruct or Self Destruct uh, are what they they are. I've kind of softened on them. As the years have gone by, but despite all that, I don't think Metallica has ever sounded bored, even when it's bad. Oh, interesting. Even when it's bad, they don't sound bored. This is the first Metallica album where I'm like, these guys are, are phoning it in. It sounds, a lot of it does sound phoned in. A lot of it, there, so, there's a lot of really cool moments in riffs. I'm like, oh, they've never done a riff like that before. That's very cool. It sounds like they're they're trying something. I can't compare it to anything else in the discography. And then other stuff, it's like, oh, okay, just generic pentatonic bullshit. And it goes on for fucking ever. It's like, like, is it as bad as Saint Anger and Lulu? No. no, fuck no. Is it bad compared to the rest of yes. music? Yes. Well, it's bad <laughs> compared to the rest of Metallica. Uh, and it's, I wouldn't even say it's that bad because there were, there was a, there was like a handful of songs that I genuinely like. Mm-hmm. One song that I think is at, like legitimately great, and it's but it's one song on a seventy seven minute album. That and oddly enough, I might as well just throw it out. Yeah, the closer, which is real, dude. It is first of all their longest song in their entire career. It's eleven I minutes. I didn't even know that. I double checked. If I'm not mistaken, not a single song actually cracked. 10 minutes on death magnetic one, yeah. one song was like 958 or something okay. or not, maybe maybe it hits 10 seconds depending on what player you're listening to it mm-hmm. from but they full-on went to 11 here literally 11 and uh i actually i actually think it's a great song the best song on the album by far with the most interesting moments best riffs fucking absolutely uh probably i would say my favorite i would even go as far as say their best guitar mini section since death magnetic um or even like before that maybe even since fucking black album yeah you were talking about like how there's some riffs they haven't done before and then there uh we we talked about the sword a while back uh recent for us but probably a long time for listeners um and yeah that's like one of the few metallica songs where i'm like oh you can hear like the thin lizzy or or like even the sword. Even the sword. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I have a lot of problems with this album, as you, I'm sure you do too. I, yeah, I kind of felt like that one, there was too many riffs that reminded me of like Load era. That's the thing. While those albums are not that great, they're not like awful albums. N- no, they aren't. They aren't. They're but- just like kind of decent rock albums. They're not like Metallica good. Yeah. But they're fine. I think they're fine. I mean, yeah. I haven't heard them since I was a kid, so maybe they fucking stink and I forgot. But as far as I remember, it's like, oh, that's like, all right, it's it's for what it is, it's not that's not bad. It's not like it's poorly written. I I revisited them a couple years ago because I was like, are these that bad? And then I was like, 
they're okay. Okay, that there's at least moments. Yes. For sure, there's moments. For I mean, the name of the song is a. And I'm, oh, I can't even read it because my fucking font is too. <laughs> I highlighted it with a color that I can't read past. Uh, Inamorata, Inamorata, which which on that song there's there's a lot of things on this album that are that are harkening back to their old stuff like that are like clearly a little bit derivative uh, in Amarada, He's repeatedly using the word misery in a, f- in a kind of friendly context, hearkening back to my friend of misery. That's another reason. I There's a lot of the, the, the phrase wake me on sleepwalk my way, my life away. There's a lot, like a lot of repeat repeated phrases. Like it's not, I don't think it's intentional. It's just like more like sleepwalk this album away. That, am I right? Sleepwalk <laughs> the song away because I don't like that song at all. But, but back to the, the closer, uh, yeah, it, it's super long, and there's a lot of. I, mean, I don't even think it's. I, I can, I'm kind of fine with the whole thing. What because, if they called it "My Friend of Misery" too? That would be hilarious. I feel like they should have. Uh, I mean, just lean into the ridiculousness. But We're, that song also has the literal only clean section on the album, mm-hmm. which is phase. Well, step two or phase two, part two of my complaints. There is no pacing on this album. It's no. 77 minutes of just fucking thrash song thrash song. like there's no mixing it up there's no flow to it uh, at least i i do feel like the this is like a front-loaded album i feel the opposite i think it's back-loaded oh i can't i kind of can't stand the front half <laughs> yeah i mean it might come together and you get someone who enjoys yeah this yeah <laughs> no um yeah, it starts off and I'm like, this is okay. This is, this is fine. And then like, ugh, I just, by the time crown of barbed wire comes on, I, I like that song. I, I dig it. I don't. It's it just, a hideous main riff, but it, I think it has like some of the strongest riffs on the album. Like otherwise I rather, yeah, I rather listen to King nothing than. Oh yeah. <laughs> I forgot about King nothing. Speaking of mirroring and yeah. things. Uh, so one okay so back to the original complaint uh they 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 had the pattern people have ripped on them for the pattern of the, the ride lighting pattern mm-hmm. a fucking high speed opener lengthy title track uh some sort of mid pace banger uh ballad and then it kind of repeats on side two there's like an instrumental thrown at the end it, it always has that formula they did it on justice they did it again on fucking death magnetic pretty much mm-hmm uh yeah it's a it's a formula and it's uh, it's predictable it works for them but at least it kind of worked like there was you kind of crave a fucking ballad after you just got beaten down from for three lengthy tracks yeah so with this there's no ballad and fine you don't have to do a ballad but at least do something to make make it feel different Mm. which they do not do for the entire first 45 minutes of the fucking album basically and the only moment where it's like Oh, that's an odd. That's an odd, different one. Is the the, the first single they put out, Lux Eterna, mm-hmm. which I hated when I first heard it as a single. It kind of I kind of uh, warmed up to it because I, that song is classic thrash. I mean, classic thrash, like early mid eighties Exodus classic thrash. I yeah, I like it in the context of this album. Yeah, um, it's one of the shortest songs. It is the shortest song at three. It's it's the only song under five minutes. Yeah. It's oddly the most energetic. I think like that song is where they put all their energy into. And then they were like, we're, we're old. Um, <laughs> Guy, well, they still go fast. Uh, no, like, they do. They do. When I, when I talk about like energy, it's not like the, the tempo. Right. It's just right. like, 
yeah, I don't know why you guys wrote these songs. They don't feel inspired to me. Even Lexi Eternal, I think, has some pretty bland fucking riffs. It just has good moments or, or like good energy to it. Like, I mean, you just said that, but uh, w- they haven't sounded like that since Kill 'em All. And even Kill 'em All didn't sound like that, but it like close that early thrash where uh, it's really driving on. Like, I can't, I can't explain it without sounding like an idiot mm-hmm. who, who's just saying <laughs> they're double pedaling a lot. Metal. There's a lot of double pedaling in metal, but the way they do it is such a fucking indicative of early to mid eighties thrash. Like yeah. before things got crazy aggressive and brutal and super fast. Uh, it's almost like heavy metal thrash, like mm-hmm. where it's closer to heavy metal than it was to, to what we know as thrash. Um, but my, my, one of my biggest complaints, uh, so I love guitar harmonies. We both love them. Yes. And, Metallica had a certain style of doing it that I think was maybe my favorite ever in the world of doing guitar harmonies. Uh, I kind of loved every single time they've ever done it. And on here, they do it. And I love every time they do it. They only do it on the last three songs. It's like crammed into the last three songs only. I feel like that's like, it's like too little too late for me by the time. It basically is, but I still... If I had to like pick out stuff that I like, they're all in the final chunk. Um, yeah, because I think yeah, the guitar solo or the guitar minis on Room of Mirrors are yep, you know, a incredible. High, yeah, highlight. Um, actually, I would say it's the only good part of that song. I actually I dislike the song a whole lot. That <laughs> that opening riff is so goddamn corny. <laughs> I mean, I mean, full there's a on, lot of there's a lot of corny. It's like. What that main riff of Room of reminds me of is like Danzig's interpretation of evil riffs. Yes. Where I love Danzig. We both love Danzig. But he never, whenever he tried to make an evil riff, it always came out like campy and kind of funny. It never it never actually sounded threatening or brutal. He is the the spirit Halloween star yeah, of, yeah. Heavy, and of heavy music. And it's amazing. Truly put out with some of the greatest albums of all time. <laughs> but it, it is, he is what he is. It's what it is. I'm sorry. But... Uh, there's still like, uh, what, what else do I, do I like here? There's a play, actually a lot that I like here. Um, main riff to chasing light, <clears throat> I think is a, unlike anything they've done before, it, it's a surprisingly cool main riff. Uh, it's like, uh, it's almost like it's not a metal riff, but it's played thrashy. Yeah. Interesting ass riff. It's so funny how you latched onto the back half and like, I was this every Every one of those songs beaten down, just that done, beaten down, this like doing nothing for me. Oh, I like well, it. So, I like that riff so much that I kind of just accept the rest of the song because mm-hmm. it doesn't really live up to the, that main riff to me. I think it's mostly fine. Uh, but there's, there's still a lot of moments here that remind me of old Metallica stuff. Uh, one that bothers me, it's not super blatant, but it's pretty noticeable you must burn which i don't like the song so much i mean it has sabbath true written all over it uh the intro alone is very like the intro of sabbath true and it has the same kind of tempo and it has the same almost kind of breaks i also thought about it's like it's lacking that like crunch there's no crunch on this album period it sounds um well sabbath true was also i think it was it might have been in drop i think it might have been dropped to you um or at least down tuned to D. But, but like that song is it's very heavy. heavy. That yeah. the whole album had a crunch to it. Yeah. Uh but here it's produced by Greg, what's his fucking face? Greg uh Vitalman. Mm-hmm. 
who also produced Hardwired. And it sounds like Metallica, but it's, and it, at least you could hear the bass, but there's no... The, the the actual guitars they sound like they're in standard mm-hmm. which is i'm sure they're in standard that's not a problem but like when you can notice that it's it's significantly less heavy and crunchy than a lot of metal bands mate fuck it why not down tune a little bit make it a little bit chunkier or or do something i have no idea how to fucking mix i mean i <laughs> I, I know how to mix but like i wouldn't know how to make these sound heavier without changing but, the, the foundation of the songs yeah, themselves but if you're a producer that should be maybe maybe but like what my ultimate thing is what did they want them to be chunky and heavy because they have the resources to maybe they, they just want it to be more thrashy because the album is clearly leaning on the thrash side uh but for this for a song like like, like you must burn it's like yeah. that one should be heavy. Yeah, I don't know what's like wrong with like changing it up or like tapping into different things. I I feel like Saint Anger had this unintended consequence of like oh, everyone hated that album for good reason and um now like we have to be we have to be this this thing. We have to be like the reliable legacy act kind of like how slayer did but even yeah. then like as much as we like <laughs> check out that episode by the way as much as we love slayer it kind of got old like at, it, at the end it's like all right it's it, not these aren't bad albums but fucking christ yeah it did and like i think like death magnetic has some like really like interesting inspired riffs yeah it's a good album it's a legitimately good album um i didn't like it initially i but um and then like hardwire is like yeah when did you listen to that recently yes i haven't heard it since it came out yeah i think it's it's fine i feel like they maybe just try to go back to that same well but had diminishing returns here i also like i i hate the way the drums sound on here really i don't mind them i i don't like it i don't like Lars's open hi hat, and he loves his open hi hat. I don't, I don't find the problem with. I actually really dig the way the bass drum sounds, especially, I, especially on on songs like Lux Eterna, where I mean it's heavy on the on the double pedaling. Mm-hmm. I think it sounds, it's nice and punchy. It does, it's not overwhelming. You feel it, you know it's there, but it doesn't overpower it, anything. Yeah, it this it felt very weak to me, and I I didn't like the way the it sounded, or like especially his snare. And again, it's, I hate that they set such a low bar that you're like, oh, you're going to complain about that when this, yes, the uh, old pile of crap doesn't make a new pile of crap any better. I suppose not. Uh, I suppose not. But, ah, oh, man, I, I don't know. I, I like, that's not even like the only moment where it's like, it sounds like, oh, they really done this before. Another one is. Uh, if Darkness Had a Son, which I don't mind. I like the song. Actually, I, I think that's... Uh, but side note, uh, James sounds fucking amazing. Like, he hasn't aged... His voice hasn't aged in like 30 years. It's yeah. crazy how good he sounds. And on If Darkness Had a Son, he's hitting notes... I haven't heard him hit notes that high since the Black Album. Yeah. I, I, I don't even know how, because I'm pretty sure he ruined his voice and he has to like ease on it. They don't do back-to-back shows anymore. That that could be one thing, and also when he sings live, he sings way different. Mm-hmm. It's way less. It's just good. a different animal, yeah. Because 
obviously you have to do it for maintenance. It's a sing clean. You can't fucking push it. You can't make it sound cool because mm. it ruins your voice if you do it repeatedly for the, over the course of decades. But on albums, he always sounds good. Uh, and, he, and on that song, I think it sounds amazing. But the reason I brought it up, that main riff, especially like the whole intro section, I can't not think of Eye of the Beholder. Mm-hmm. It, it just has so many of the things like the, they've they've done a thing like that before. And it's it's like nothing wrong with having styles or like their style or a thing that they like to do or you you recognize that it's them because they kind of but it's like I'm pointing to, I'm thinking of specific songs that you've already done and this isn't as good as that one. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to be thinking of a specific song when I'm hearing this new song. What if the the next album is the sequels to songs? I, I'll fuck it because then at least I'm expecting it. At least I know what I'm walking into. It's the sequels to songs and part four of Unforgiven. Oh, man. The fucking franchise continues. It'd be funny if he said in your Unforgiven three in the third one. I know. (laughs) Hey, missed opportunity. Uh, Two for a gun. I think it has a lot of good moments. Uh, Some seriously generic shit on there too, but I think the good outweighs the bad. Ultimately, also, it's the first song to have guitar minis. So I was like, oh, cool. Uh, But like, so my my problems with the the first half, uh, I always cut a lot. I've said this in the past. I've cut, I cut a lot of slack. Mm-hmm. to basically every opener on most albums I hear because I, there's plenty of albums I love where the opener is like the weakest song or it's like it, it kind of sets you up for the next song or something something along those lines. So the title track is the opener and it's fucking seven and a half minutes. And I'm sorry, but none of those riffs warrant any of that length. Like I, I, I was cool with it. The first listen, I was cool with it. The second listen, third listen, I'm like, this song kind of sucks. <laughs> You know, I wasn't a big fan of it, but compared to some of the other things, I think it's one of the strongest. Oh, I don't agree. Um, I think Shadows Follow is a significantly better song. It's the the follow-up track. Um, Aside from it having another very uh, Injustice for All era intro. I was going to say, definitely channeling that. Yep. Uh, But it has a very cool main riff. And I also dig the the unexpectedly melodic chorus with those vocal harmonies. There's also some some riffs that I'm like, oh, that sounds like some like southern sludge metal. I know what riff you're talking about. And you know what my citation is? What's that? Cheech and Chong. <laughs> Cheech and Chong. You know the, the Cheech and Chong song? Dun, 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 dun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the little chorus part of that song? Yeah. It's basically that riff in, oh, in Shadow Swallow. It's basically that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was, not, uh, I was not disengaged by uh, the second track. Yeah. Uh, but then the following three tracks take me out completely screaming suicide is boy i mean that verse is very fucking cool but the rest i think is pretty generic thrash and kind of hard to sit through i kind of i kind of like most of the riffs on there and uh i i like when he says you better listen well you better listen well i think that part sounds cool all right right. (laughs) (laughs) not like in uh enthusiastic i'm gonna re-listen to this i'm not going to listen well but fair enough uh i was like after my third listen i was like there's a lot of these songs that i would take out and that's not that like it would make that much of a difference on the whole but like how much how long would it be if i just asked all the songs i did i personally didn't care for it would it would remove 32 minutes 
and then I'd hate the entire album. Probably. You would probably. But that's the thing, like, where there's a full half hour of songs I'm just not into at all, Yeah, that, that's a fucking lot, dude. I mean, and this is a lengthy album. Like, a few weeks back, we, we covered Liturgy's new album, and my only complaint was that it was long. And it's mm -hmm. like... I, I like long. I like long albums. We li we listen to Godspeed and Swans and fucking whatever. Uh, it's like removing thirty minutes of songs on here would still make this like an okay album for me. It would be, wouldn't make it like a great album. It would just be like, it's, oh, that's cool. It's funny because I had that thought too, but I didn't think we'd be so differing in and which are like what songs pass the smell test for me versus the one for you so now um forming like voltron i'm like uh i can kind of see how you throw five people in a studio and you know maybe some of the band was really high on some of these songs and uh you just compromise and put out a 77 <laughs> minute long album but they keep doing it all of their albums are 70 fucking minutes well, or 75 minutes or something like that so fucking long um super long and it's like it wouldn't feel so long if it was if it had some sort of flow to it or, or pacing like individually you could pick out some of these and be like that's a cool metal song it's like a fine thrash song there's nothing wrong with that you can work mm -hmm. out to that just it would pass a car test like like as james put it uh, mm -hmm. at some point in the past yeah make put it make it past the car test for sure 77 minutes worth with no real like variation that's fucking rough i think this is the the most confused they've been since really since lulu really i didn't feel confused or i didn't get confused from that i didn't read I, confused from that it's hard to say that sentence maybe it's just hearing your opinion about it and i can like i could see i can I don't know. It makes sense in my head. I don't know if the band was confused, but going back and forth with you, I'm like, I think that this kind of set, like maybe some compromise. I'm this, I'm this guessing maybe some compromises were made. So you get this, this mid mid album. Maybe. I think you probably nailed it earlier on when you, about like death magnetic was very intentional. Like we're going to go back to the roots. We're going to mm -hmm. make a fucking thrash album. And then since then it's like, well, we just keep doing this. That worked. I, I no one will complain and looking at the reviews. It seemed like <laughs> people no. like it. It's, it's mostly got like, you know, decent. Yeah. Decent, like eight out of tens, fucking four out of fives. No, there some couple sixes. People are, are scared to trash their Metallica daddies. I fucking, the, I, I will love them until the day I die, but this, I mean, they, they're, they've been better than this. There's, there's, what are we going to do? I, I wanted to like it. I, I, there's some of it I still do like. I was going to say, even like modern era Metallica has been better than this. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's my problem with it. Yeah. Is that we don't need another Death Magnetic. We, we, us here at every album ever, we <laughs> like progress. We like when they try something different, even if it doesn't land, like for us, like then the, Reference to death, Death Heaven's new album. <laughs> I don't like it. I like that they did it. Yeah. That kind of thing. Uh, it, and I just want to hear something, you know, take a fucking chance. Try something. I mean, even saying anger, like doing fucking basically crust punk. It stunk, but Jesus Christ, you tried something. Dig up Lou Reed's corpse and do Lulu too. Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that might not work. <laughs> I take it back. 
Yeah, it's not like I expect progress for Metallica. They are old at this point. It is what it is. And I've always had like these mixed feelings about these these legacy bands putting out newer albums. Like, do you have like because it feels more like an excuse to tour. And I'm like, do you have to put out a new album? Can't you just announce like a giant tour and do like, does anyone actually give a shit? They no fans. No, absolutely we not. We yeah. fucking love them, and the stuff from them that that we love, it's it's so good that it it will last for generations. It's it's like the best metal ever made. Because yeah, I saw them when they were touring on Saint Anger, and it was like they played maybe like two songs off the album. So again, yeah. it's just an excuse to tour, and um, I think yeah, I don't know. I don't think legacy bands have to have to do this. Um, I also wonder what that must be like in the studio when they're writing this stuff or wherever the hell they write it. Like, cause they're all super older. They're, mm-hmm. that's not, they're older. They're super duper successful. There's not a lot of pressure. They they're, they're com They're comfy. They will be fine forever. Yeah. They can do nothing. So what is your, their actual mentality going in and writing? What are you trying to do? What, what were you hoping would happen? Are you just fucking like whatever comes out, comes out. If it's not as cool, we'll keep it. Is it, is it that lax? I, I, I don't know because sure. they have to want to, they have to be like, enjoy doing it. Why else? I mean, cause uh, they could just break up and not do anything. Yeah, but I mean, like where they could tour without mm-hmm. having put anything out. They must enjoy this process still so, to this day. Yeah, To a point, I would agree with that. Like, I was shocked to find out they did an SM part two. Yeah. So like um obviously they still have some sort of passion to keep doing this and playing and doing things I just don't care for. <laughs> yeah, and as a guy who really does love Thrash, I mean, I've heard it before. I've heard it from bands that I that didn't make it. Bands that, that were fine, but they didn't break and no I, one cared. I think that's another problem where like every metal band wants to be Metallica. So like we've, we've heard this before, like you said a lot. It's also interesting too the, the parts of their charm that they lost over the years or that they shedded or shed. I don't know the past tense of that word. Uh, I think it started on death magnetic where they, Lars went back to the very, definitive of thrash one two beat mm-hmm. simple one two one two one two one two um every thrash band in the world does that does that beat it's very indicative of the genre and if you go back to early metallica they didn't really do it like it's mm. weird like it, it's close to it it's almost a one two beat but lars did it weird he always did it weird and different he yeah he has some of the like most creative beats in heavy music even when it was like a simple even when it should have been a simple straightforward thrash being mm-hmm. one two just a fast section just go with it he still did it weird and different words it's done it almost backwards uh, and it was it was hard to pin down it's like that's and and the way the uh the riffs chained together always felt like it was off rhythm but it was always so tight that it's like oh that's just really complicated how they com- combine these all of that is gone starting from death by Daddy, he's doing straightforward one two beats just like mm-hmm. every other thrash band it's all over this album uh, and it just felt like I, you lost a part of what metallica was when they were thrash i because my brain works this way i could i couldn't like pinpoint what made his drumming unique until i saw like sheet music really and i saw 
where he's placing these things. And I was like, oh, like I would have never like the choices he makes on like the earlier stuff. I was like, why would you put a crash on the two? Why wouldn't you just put it on the one? Oh, always a crash. We never expect it. (laughs) Yeah, um, that's what he does. And I don't think he's like sitting there. I think there's like something internally that he felt and for sure came out that way. It so much less of that and it's like unfair to compare this to early metallica but it's like if you're going to go back to your roots quote unquote mm-hmm. that like that's part of what made them so distinct like these unusual choices uh are uh, my, my old uh favorite record reviewer mark prindle who's cited defunct but still there go fucking check it out um he described the big four and in, in like i think the best way possible and i've always kept it um uh, part of it's a joke and so uh it was slayer was always was the most was the aggressive band mm-hmm. megadeth was the super technical band metallica was the melodic band and anthrax was the least deserving of being amongst the big four <laughs> that was that was the the thing but oh man but, but, Yakety, but, but metallica always the most melodic always like you could rely on them to be like damn that was fucking beautiful and it kicked ass yeah there is it's only energy and, and like hard rockiness here there's no, there's very little melody except for like the few bits um of the guitar money stuff and uh some of the solo sections other than that it's like yeah pentatonic hard rocking fast i want to know i want to know what like newer heavier bands metallica's listening to lately i don't think they listen to music if i had to guess I, they don't listen to it. <laughs> i think about that a lot they've deserved it they don't have to yeah <laughs> they won they want music dude they don't need to listen anymore they beat they beat the system <laughs> they sure did a lot a lot of great artists don't i'm gonna ask for that once great artists don't listen to new music mm-hmm. uh some of them are still great i think like michael giraffe from swans doesn't really listen to music like new, especially not new music, but very little music in general. There's like a lot of, uh, a lot of musicians who don't listen to music. Uh, I remember, uh, doing this, this, this open mic some years ago and I met this, this older seasoned guitar player, super cool dude. Uh, one of those, like he just felt like a blue collar kind of guy, just really, really warm, amazing guitar player, a touring guy, like, you know, no name, but he was clearly been around for, for gener- generations basically. And, he said, uh, he hates when people like ask him what his influences are. He's like, I, I don't know, man. I just listen to sports all day. I don't fucking listen to music. <laughs> I was like, yeah, dude, I listen to comedy. I don't fucking listen to music. <laughs> like, yeah. So like sometimes they just don't. And sometimes as a result, you get stuff that sounds a little bit, you know, derivative and not too fresh or whatever. I can, I can tell they're like, it's so funny because, you know, they went on tour with all these awful new metal bands. When? Uh, like, when new metal was big. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, the tour I saw them on, the fucking openers were Limp Bizkit, Linkin Park, Mudvayne, Fuck. and Deftones. Deftones. <laughs> and that was, was that before Deftones got good? <laughs> like, I mean, they were never bad, but. Yeah, yeah, they were, you know. Coast, was it, was coast, it pre-White Pony? Uh, it was after White after, Pony. Okay, so uh, transition already kind of started. Yeah. Um, and then they like were taking cool bands out like the Sword and Lamagod. That's right. Yeah. Among others, uh, Mastodon. 
And now, like, I look at the people opening up for them on this tour, and I'm like, you guys fucking, like, don't. I don't know if they pick their openers. I doubt it. But, like, Ice Nine Kills, just get get the fuck out of here, man. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Get the fuck. I mean. That's a, what is that, Vonnegut reference? Yeah. I, I don't know. I believe it is from, yeah. like, Cat's Cradle. Um, And then, so, I'm just like, uh, you can kind of tell, like, their openers kind of reflect the well for me i think the quality of their music it could be it could be a cosmic coincidence could be that's all they're being exposed to and it's not driving up them creative juices who knows i even get them like going on tour with like an avenge sevenfold i don't like that band but Mm -hmm. they're very popular and successful i can't argue with that but then I can argue, but I'll lose the argument. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't. That's just that's just me riffing. This is another. I would say baffling fact about this is that this was recorded over the course uh, from, from starting so long March twenty twenty one to November twenty twenty two. These songs took that long to record write and record i think like you said when you're comfortable and they have their own studio and stuff like why why would you record and that so why would you for sure if you have the time you have the resources fucking take your time my confusion is that you have that long to hear how it sounds after sitting on it for a long time. <laughs> That's the ultimate test. You sit on a song, you come back to it months later, maybe a year later, and like, oh yeah, that turns out that wasn't that good. That but, means they fucking like this album. That's yeah. good. That, what? What? <laughs> I don't know. I think you this, you know, it, it happens to everyone. You get old, you get out of touch. It's probably happening to me already. <laughs> I, I would say it's absolutely happening to both of us. So, uh, hey, uh, you know, I'm I'm someone's Metallica pro. <laughs> I don't know who. Be so lucky, man. <laughs> I hope I'm I, someone's Metallica. I, I guess in this, not in terms of success, but like, oh, this is out of touch. He ain't what he used to be. Yeah, something. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, we just spent so long shitting all over this, but I I don't hate this album. I mean, you might. I might. I might. <laughs> hate is a four letter word. That isn't spoken here. Uh, no, that was love. Um, I forget what song that was. Which one? Love is a four-letter word uh, that uh, isn't spoken here. Um, I forgot. Anyways, yeah, I might, I might hate this album. I might hate it. I'm at best, it's at the lower end of okay. Dude, I just saw this fucking the next tour. I mean, you said Ice Nine Kills. That's one. Oh, dude. Dude, that's the least of... That's the least I, of... I wasn't going to get into everything else. So you got Pantera. So, fine. However you feel about the reunion, whatever. The point it's is... It's on brand. But, but the point is, it's a band that is touring, playing a bunch of old songs. Mm-hmm. So that's like already like, all right, well, we're not... That's not... A, you know, Five Finger Death Punch. Problem. Ice Nine Kills. Problem. Greta Van Fleet fucking problem also another band that's just retreading a bunch of shit that's been done before mm-hmm. uh and then architects volby mammoth wvh uh, i don't even fucking know them that's know. uh eddie van halen's kit oh that's just nepotism right there yeah yeah 
I I probably wouldn't like them, but I don't really fucking care. It's good he, for him. Wolfgang seems like a nice guy, though. Yeah. I just like I don't I don't care. Yeah, I haven't I'm, listened to Architects Full Beat. Uh, whatever. Yeah, Architects or or Full Beat. The Greta Van Fleet, like, uh, <laughs> goddamn, that's that's like one of those div- just dividers, room it's, dividers. I feel like it's just been beaten to death. Where I'm like, it, I've I've got nothing to contribute to this. Yeah, we the argument we have. I mean, the argument we would have is the same as everyone who hates them. It's like, oh, it's been done before. It's like it has been done before, but are the songs good? I would say no. <laughs> That's just basically. I mean, I, I'm very easy that way. It's like I will forgive a lot of bullshit if I just like, oh, it's a cool riff. That's that's. Yeah. I haven't heard that before. Maybe it's the the presentation is like a band we've already heard. The same way I feel about this album. Yeah, like the riffs just aren't there for me. Aside from the, like a handful of songs and the the closer, which I like. I don't want to hear a Led Zeppelin cover band because Led Zeppelin's already a cover band. Who hi Check out that episode. <laughs> Old one, but check out that one. Um, they should have been a Black Sabbath cover band. Then that gets my Jesus. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, that's your <laughs> dude. That is all you, dude. At least, at least you're aware of that hypocrisy. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, I ha- I have to be. Yeah, like, yeah. There, it's so blatantly Sabbath. Every one of those bands is so Sabbath. <laughs> It's uh, it's in my soul though. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, but I mean, I guess we you fucking drained this well of shitting on this album, but also, I mean, it could have been a lot worse. I think it could have been a lot worse. Sure, it can always be worse, but can it? It can because we have. Could two- saying anger be, be worse than it was? No, I mean that's <laughs> the bar. That's the bar. It's uh, a very low fucking bar. It's yeah. very easy to step over that bar. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I. I don't know. Sure, it could always be worse, but that doesn't excuse mediocrity. Damn, that's a mic drop. That's I guess that's my <clears throat> summary of this album. Yeah, I, I get it. I can't I can't fight you too much because I don't love it enough. And uh, I, I, uh, I really fucking let these songs sink in. I mean it's long enough for them to sink in too. Oh yeah, I know. I know we're both so pet. I was like, Mike's not He's not gonna phone this in. No, I, I like. I don't. I don't know what I was expecting, honestly. But yeah, because with really what what I expected was more of Hardwired, and I didn't care for it. I was like, I felt basically the same about that one as I do about this one. Mm-hmm. And I, it's kind of what it is to me. I mean, I can't. I haven't heard it in so long. I can't say for sure. That one sounds so much better. Like the punchiness and the the crunchiness that I want from these songs is in Hardwired. Interesting. Interesting. It's also hardwired. It's patterns. Uh, I'm I'm not gonna <laughs> I know pro- someone's gonna call you out on it. I'm so. not gonna pronounce that correctly. I'm Kurt and Kurt are the same thing to me. I don't You just care. said the same name twice. See? <laughs> Kurt it's it's Kirk. Kirk. <laughs> yeah. It's the same thing to me. <laughs> that no, that nothing's funnier than like trying to make an example, but saying the same thing twice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with my head. It's just whatever. I've I've given up trying to be proper about it here's a question how long did you say Ulrich instead of Ulrich forever forever yeah okay I don't remember when I when I learned it but it was a while before I was apparently apparently I never learned it or I heard it and just didn't care really you say Ulrich I thought I did I don't think I've ever heard you say Ulrich Breaking news Alex is like he finally realized it's Ulrich (laughs) you know he's so 
infamous and famous. You can just say Lars. You're not talking about anybody else. To be fair, I don't think we've ever said his last name in the entire time we've known each other. Yeah, there's no reason to. That's true. What other Lars is there aside from the one from Tekken? Deathlock. <laughs> was, there De- was there was there a Lars in Death? I don't know. I just or in a fucking Metalocalypse, the show. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, but yeah. When you're talking about heavy music and you say Lars. It's yep. like Highlander. There's only one. Yeah. I want to meet someone who names their child Lars. <laughs> I mean, someone probably does. But. What other names are fucking obsolete? Like you can't. It's just tapped. Like uh, Vivica. It's just Vivica A. Fox and no one else. It's just, oh, yeah. it's just Vivica. What about a Gertrude? You ever meet a Gertrude? No, no. They all died, I bet. They all died. For sure. Huh. Hmm. Wasn't ready to talk about dead names. No, no, for sure. Alabaster. Okay. Anyway, we're done. Uh, Al- <laughs> Man, if someone named you Alabaster, go down to the DMV. Name my daughter Alabaster. <laughs> she is a handsome woman. Oh yeah, I always think that's funny in in westerns. Oh, calling yeah. a woman handsome is the funniest fucking thing ever. It's so you, funny. Do, you already know what she looks like: old and short hair with a pantsuit. Hillary Ooh. Clinton, basically, Ooh, handsome woman. Rough, pretty rough. Paula Poundstone. Yikes, handsome one. Katie Lang. <sighs> Katie Lang is actually handsome though. That's f- I'm gonna fucking look at the picture right now sorry i didn't i didn't mean to oh kd k like the letter k oh, kd yeah yeah, yeah yeah my my uh mom used to listen to her so that's how i uh oh that's a that is a that is a who boy uh she's pulling all the ladies that is a wolf she looks a little bit like a chubby martin short hey uh you know better <laughs> better voice than martin short Arguably, arguably. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Three Amigos? All right, all right, all right, we're done. All right, yeah. Thanks for listening and watching. <laughs> if you want to hear the actual album and give it a shot for your own damn self, there's a link to that in the description. You can also tell us why we're stupid in the comments if you want to do that. Or you can hang out with us and be a part of our little community and subscribe. Uh, like the comment, blah, 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 blah. Like, not like the comment, like and comment, whatever the fuck. You, you, get, now it. I you got get it. Now I got you tongue tied. Yes, you did. You got it. Follow me on all social media at PanderMonkey and Alex on Instagram at Every Album Alex. Hell yes. And please follow our history guy, Tom Osmond at Tom Osmond Sounds all over the place and links to all his music in the description. Um, he helps us with our bigger, longer episodes with all the discographies. And these are, these are easy one and done fucking uh, shotgun episodes. There's no, no need to dive in. But what up the fuck else? What the fuck else? Also check out my debut EP, Panda Monkeys. Link to that in the description if you want. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, Patreon, baby. Patreon.com slash every album ever. That's our bread and butter. You get the bonus episodes. You can see our schedule in advance. You can vote on polls to decide who we cover next. You can join our Discord, be a part of our little tight knit actual community, and suggest our EA singles episodes like this one. Uh, we pick them all out from Discord. And if you're tier two, you can suggest a full-ass discography to cover on our numbered episodes. So go there, do that, please, and thank you. All right. Wrapping it up. Final song. Whatever you want. You know what it's going to be. It's going to be an 11-minute son of a bitch. It's <laughs> the only song I think is great off the album. <laughs> We're doing it, motherfucker. This is... I can't pronounce the name. Inamorata. So thanks for listening, uh, listening and watching. See ya.
That was the best one. Yeah, man. That button was the best one.